In this fourth of four podcasts, the NAC's dance producer, Kathy Levy, talks to the much-acclaimed Vancouver-based artist, Crystal Pite. Crystal is an extraordinary dancer and a supremely inventive choreographer. Her company, Kid Pivot, has performed many times at the NAC. Happy listening. I want to ask about this dual role you play. You're the dancer, you're Mm. the choreographer. You're the choreographer, you're the dancer. Yeah. You're dancing, so to speak, much less in Dark Matters, although your presence Mm -hmm. as the dark kabuki character who's always there manipulating people and lights and Mm -hmm. uh, sets uh, is, is omnipresent. But just, you know... From your point of view, what? how do you balance that, seeing the work, being in the work, mm-hmm. making the work, being outside? I think that's actually... That's that's probably my biggest challenge. Didn't I just... I think I said earlier something else was my biggest challenge, but I'm changing my t- mind now. You, no, you talked about <laughs> survi- the company yeah. surviving yeah. And, and dealing with the money schedules and, yes, and freelancing and stuff. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That was also, that's also a big challenge, but if I think that's about it... That's a big it, administrative challenge. There we this go. is more of an artistic challenge. This is challenge. definitely an artistic challenge, um, is figuring out how to, to be present in my own work as a performer. Um, I'm always last on the list of things to do. And... I think if I was a performer in my own company, I'd be so frustrated <laughs> um, with you, <laughs> with this director, choreographer, person who never gives me any attention. Um, I, yeah, I, I definitely have a hard time making the space in my day when I'm creating a, a new work for Kid Pivot to to dance to, and to take care of my body for starters, to choreograph for myself. Um, to, yeah, just to give myself a chance to practice. It, it just, it's really hard to find the time. There's, there's just so much to do. And so... And you do so much. I mean, you're involved in everything. Yeah, yeah, I am. So I think with, with Lost Action, which was a, a group of seven dancers, including me, and then with Dark Matters, which was with a group of six, including me, um, my experience as a performer in those works... Um, happens after the premiere. It happens once the piece is opened. I leave space for myself and I do the best I can, get the piece on stage, premiere, and then later when we remount, when we tour, then the performer in me really has a chance to get more deeply involved. So with Lost Action, for example, um, you know, I got I got through the, the first round of shows as, as a performer, sort of by the skin of my teeth. Um, but it was in it was in the subsequent touring that I was really able to find out what I could do as a dancer in that work, and and I feel much much better now about what I can offer the piece as a performer, and this, I expect the same thing will happen with Dark Matters. I did the you know I did the best I could in that uh, in that recent round of shows, and I really enjoyed my time on stage. Like don't get me wrong, I love I love being there, and it's really important for me to to experience the work from the inside as well as from the outside in that context. Um, but I think my, my real journey as a performer in that work will come over time. And I just have to be patient and just have to trust that the performer in me will get the time eventually to, um, to, to find that, to find those corners of the piece that I haven't found yet. So you, you see that the relationship with you as a performer and a choreographer can and will continue? Yeah. That's yeah. good to hear. Oh, yeah, yeah. I really want to keep dancing. 
That's good to hear. Yeah. Well, keeping on dancing, you could make work just for yourself, like your beautiful solo that you did at mm-hmm. the Governor General's Performing mm-hmm. Arts Award Gala last year, which blew people's mind and I think turned, you know, 2,000 people in Ottawa into Crystal Pite fans who oh. probably had never heard your name before because they aren't people who necessarily come to our contemporary dance season. But, uh, you know, I'm sure that when we brought Kid Pivot back this year with Dark Matters, mm-hmm. half that audience were people who had discovered you as the dancer, performer, choreographer in the solo that you did yeah. as part of the um, as part of the Gigi's. You were our first recipient for the mentorship award. Veronica yeah. Tennant chose you as the dance uh, mentoree because mm-hmm. she wanted to bring your name to a wider public. And mm-hmm. uh and she certainly, you know, that was a good choice. And so there you were as the dancer, the choreographer, but making that solo for yourself. Uh-huh. That's a different experience, of course, than putting yourself into a group work. You're right. It is a very different experience. Uh, when I'm just alone and it's it's just me and the choreography, um, that's, a, that's a different thing. That's a different thing. But when I'm working with a group, like I did with Lost Action and with Dark Matters, then then things shift. I tend to take care of the other performers first and, and um, make sure that they're fed first and um, taking care of the structure of the show I have to make sure my collaborators know what they need to be working on um, there's so many aspects that need to get going need to need to be rolling um, before I can start to look at my own journey in the show so this I don't know you know I, I, I just keep wanting to say to you well what would make it easier you know what in an ideal world what would make that more possible is it more time is it your own? theater is it you know what what is it that that um you know it it is is three weeks six weeks ten weeks really always going to still create the same conflicts I don't I don't know that people realize how quickly really Mm -hmm. one creates and how um in dance you know opening night is often the first time that all the elements are there Mm -hmm. which is wholly unfair (laughs) as far as I can see so what would make it more easier I would expect probably more time more time would, would be helpful yeah and that's that's my own fault I just have to do a better job of scheduling things I could probably schedule time to just work alone even if I'm working on a group piece to schedule time to just work alone on my own stuff first and um and then when the other performers come in I've got that under my belt and it's it's ready to go rather than leaving it till the till the end well you're not leaving it to the end because you're sitting around doing nothing you're no. leaving it to the end because you're often you know holland maybe yeah. yeah yeah you're in such demand mm-hmm. so i think more time is probably the but oh, the thing is though is i will always use as much time as i have and i will always feel rushed so if i had two years to make a piece i would still probably be tearing out my hair at the end of the, <laughs> of the time you know just feeling rushed and late and overwhelmed that's part of the energy that that it takes to get it on stage perhaps I I guess so yeah yeah Yeah, there there is a real energy that comes with with that kind of um pressure Mm -hmm. and it takes me a while to work into that state I don't enjoy being in that state but it seems to be something that I do in spite of myself and uh it's interesting because every time I premiere a new work I always feel like I have this burst of creative energy immediately following the, the premiere like I feel like I just want to jump in and start making something else right away um, and it's so hard to work myself into that state that I think I actually probably should schedule that in a faux premiere <laughs> maybe a faux premiere or actually do schedule some, some time immediately following a premiere to continue working on something else uh-huh. like something to sort of um, 
a place to spend that energy that I get, maybe. Because sometimes you're doing it, what, for two or three nights and then not doing it again for six months. Yeah. Yeah, oh it's a very strange yeah. feeling. It's a very strange uh, milieu that way. Yeah. The work just disappears too fast. Yeah. Yeah. We try to invite you as often as we possibly can, get you in Ottawa, get you at the National Arts Centre. You, you know that the National Arts Centre just celebrated our 40th anniversary in 2009-2010 as the 40th anniversary season. I don't want to ask a self-serving question here, but I mean, <laughs> you, know, you know, we don't have that many homes like the National Arts Centre in, in Canada. Yeah. You know, there's several of them in the States. We don't have that many places like that. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was putting together the Associate Dance Artist Program, I mean, it was quite obvious that you were going to be one of those people for us, but it's a different model than, than in Europe. I'm just, you know, curious, is there is there some particular story about the NEC or something mm. about what you'd still like to do there mm. or, you know, say to say to me in the public, you know, what we really need to do there for dance is this. Mm. I mean, you know, just something that would give us even a greater association with Crystal Pite and Kid Pivot over the next many years. That's a lot of questions in one. That's I'm a lot sorry. of questions in one. <laughs> My first, the first time I ever went to the NAC was my first tour with Ballet British Columbia, and it's 20 years ago. Um, was it for the Canada Dance Festival or for Jackie Dashkin's season? It was for the season. We were performing. Um, I don't remember what the repertoire was. All I remember is how cold I was. I, I had never experienced winter like that. And, and the company often toured in February. Yes, February I think it March. was probably February. And I think I was probably about 18. And I... Thank you for coming back. <laughs> did, yeah. And I did not own a proper winter coat because I was from the West Coast. And so I remember packing for the trip and thinking, oh, yeah, it's probably going to be cold. I've heard it's cold back east. <laughs> and I, I remember I had a rain jacket and I thought just a few extra sweaters underneath and maybe an extra pair of socks inside my running shoes would do it. I had no idea what cold was until I, I was... And then the, the National Arts Centre is an amazing building, but I couldn't find the door. <laughs> like, I don't know if you, if you remember the first time you tried to find your way I into that place. I still get lost in there yeah. sometimes. <laughs> and I remember being... I was minus 40 in, in my little windbreaker raincoat. With my extra and sweater juice. and my runners Oops. and knee deep in the snow and trying to find the stage door and circling the building. My eyelashes freezing and I couldn't move my mouth and just being completely overwhelmed by the cold. Like I had oh no, I was gosh. so aggressive, the cold. Like I, I felt like I was being beaten and, and, and going around the building over and over and over again, just oh trying to find a way in, gosh. just trying to find, it was a fortress. Now I know the place because I've been going there for twenty years. I know how to get backstage. I know um, I still do. I still do get confused, but I know if you want to go to the theater, you follow all of the the blue doors. <laughs> if you want to the studio, it's green doors. And uh, I'm starting to understand how the place works. And when I was there, just just this last time with with Dark Matters, I was really looking at all those photographs in the hallways, all those photographs of all the artists that have performed there and the history of that place, all the great Canadian artists that have been presented there and have had opportunities to create and perform and, uh, and to really develop their craft in that place. And it, it struck me then, 20, you know, 20 years later, how much of a home the NAC really is for me and uh, how it's really part of my creative life, part of my experience of being Canadian too. Um, so I, you know, you asked me, what would I do to, 
develop that place or, or to make I, I can't think of anything more than 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 let it just be what it is it's um it's already a part of my development and my creative life and how I experience Canada and con- my connection to the Canadian audience you have an amazing audience in Ottawa well they think you're pretty amazing too I have to <laughs> say you know they've come to um feel very um, connected to you and very special about your work and they've come to feel that they you know they expect your new work Mm -hmm. to come to us and if not first certainly soon after I got a lot of that feedback Mm -hmm. after we premiered Dark Matters in April um, as part of our dance season and under the sort of envelope of of BC scene I mean people of a a number of different generations Mm -hmm. coming to me and saying how how they want to keep seeing your work what's next from crystal Mm. pipe what's she doing next year with us and you know when is she going to be on the season next and people remarking at um the depth of your creativity Mm. and one uh older lady who's been a phenomenal uh mover and shaker herself in the arts being so impressed with your choice of that text and and saying a young girl like that knowing this work and going and exploring voltaire and you know being able to to look at look at all this work and just you know really people saying not just oh I like that dance but really beginning to also have a very strong attachment to you Mm. and your artistic um, motivators and the things that drive you and wanting to see more they're hungry for more of your work around there that's nice to hear it was great actually uh, having a couple of extra days in the theater. I'm going to try and do that with more artists. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was I, huge. I don't think that that most people realize that that often yeah. an artist comes in, gets one day to set up, and then the next night is yeah. the premiere. Yeah, and I'm trying to change that because, um, you know, as I say, I was joking about faux premieres before, but yeah. I do think that you know we don't we don't the, the piece can be made in a studio, mm-hmm. but you don't really know what that piece is like until you're sitting in the theater watching yeah. it, right? Yeah, and there's so many unknowns until you're actually in the theater on stage looking at things. Um, remember, we found an extra four hours of tech time that week, which made all the difference to to being able to pull that off. And um, I don't know. I think it was also maybe n- nice for the for the you know the whole organization, for the crew as well, to have some more time to be more involved creatively in what was going on, absolutely to problem solve and to. Um, it was a real sense of, of teamwork that way, um, when you just have a little bit more time. No, I, I it's something that, to, yeah. that I want to do, yeah. certainly for all the associate dance artists, of which mm. you are one, but, uh, you know, for as many new works as possible. It's, 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 it's not an easy thing to organize, but it just seems essential, because mm. otherwise the art form just doesn't, it's not like a script, it's not like something yeah. you can say, here, practice this and show up at six, you yeah. know, and I'm not that, not that that process is any easier, but it, it's not... It's always being created and changed, you yeah. know, until the moment you're in front of an audience. And, and then even then, and then in the subsequent performances, I'm always changing. And yeah. I don't know why we don't do previews. I'm always so previews. envious of theater that we, that you know, know, French theater and English theater, that they do that. And how do I don't they know. do that? It's just part of the the mechanism. It's yeah. part of how they budget it. It's yeah. part of how they make it work. I mean, would that work in dance? I think it, it would absolutely work in yeah. dance. I mean, Robert Lepage recently did an interview at the National Arts Center, and he said that you know. At La Caserne in Quebec City, he brings he invites the public in for 
you know, several feedback sessions yeah. before the work goes anywhere near the critics or mm-hmm. the or the media. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of another take on the whole idea of a preview. You know, yeah. he brings people in. There's a there's an opportunity through the website to give feedback, either anonymously or not. Mm. Um, you know, he's totally taking the feedback from the people who are seeing the work f- for the first time uh, and using that to shape how he makes his ideas clear. Yeah. And theatre does that in, in, as I say, a much more envious way than we do in dance. So, you know, if together we can work to change that, I think that's yeah. that's a wonderful thing. There's there's no other way to practice performing than by performing. And, like, really, like you, you just can't do it any other way. You have to be under that kind of pressure with that kind of energy in front of you in order to, to learn how to deal with it. Mm. And that's what the preview is so helpful for it. I mean, I mean, if the work has a life and if you do get to go on and perform it, you know, 70 times over a period of a couple of years, then, then you, yeah, you get, you get that practice in and, and you, and you see how much it develops, how huge of an effect it has on the, on the development of the, of the work. It's, it's beautiful to see when I, when I look at how, for example, Lost Action looks now compared to how it looked at the premiere, it's, uh, it's so satisfying to see how rich it's become and that we all know all the all the performers we all know all and the t- and the crew as well we all know all of the corners and the timings and the subtleties and all those little teeny tiny moments that add up in an evening um, they all those things have a huge effect on how you view the work and how the audience experiences it so Time, 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 time. Well, you know, when you think about, um, well, of course, we talked a lot about Frankfurt. I mean, that's a fairly large Mm. metropolis. But when you think about um, Pina Bausch, you know, in a city as small as Wuppertal, running her new pieces for two weeks in a 12 or 1500 seat house and having an audience there every single night. I mean, okay, she's a great icon and everybody wants to see her new work, but still, she's been doing that for years and years and years. And there's, you know, and that's twice a year she'll do a season like that in her own city. And, you know, that opportunity to, massage and work and grow with an audience in front of you mm-hmm. we have to I, I, I'm going to make that my my uh, my life challenge nice. you know? okay we built up the dance season now we need to build up that opportunity to have the work have the time to grow in a theatrical yeah. setting nice. so you were one of the first people we were able to do that with and I hope we'll continue to do that um, for you and for and for a number of other Canadian yeah. artists yeah so other things to say. Last, last, last words of Crystal Pite. Oh. I mean, you're, you're, you're at the at the at the height of what's going to be. I know an, an enormously, continue to be an enormously fruitful career. Mm. I hope I'm part of it for the next hundred years. And uh, you know, and, <laughs> so uh, too. And you know, wishes and dreams and ideas and thoughts. Mm. Any any things that you thought you'd come in here to talk about today that you haven't yet had a chance to talk about? I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm 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 kind of amazed. <laughs> Um, at how much I still feel like creating, I still want to do it. Um, I've I've been so so busy the last couple of years in particular. I mean, it's been it's been a it's been a pretty crazy last you know since I moved back here, two thousand one. Um, the last eight years have been just packed packed with creation and um, and yet I still feel like doing it I mean <laughs> there's a point in every process where I think this is the last time this is la- I can't I can't do this anymore this is just way too stressful it's way too hard on me what I have to go through to put these things to put, get these things on stage and to create and and make it happen um and then 
and then there's this reward. There's this moment of affirmation that, yes, yeah, this is it. This is what I want to be doing. I love this. I love this. I love this. And and like I was saying earlier, this 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 burst of, of creative energy that I get following one of these these creations, um, one of these premieres. Um, sometimes I wonder if it's if it's just a habit. If it's just because I've done it all my life and that it's just what I do out of habit. But then I'll have a moment like last like last night with with Netherlands Dance Theater, seeing those dancers performing my work so beautifully with so much mastery and honesty and and to see that it's just it's so compelling it's so appealing and it's so affirming that um i just have to keep going well and you know may i remind you that you are young you are a young artist (laughs) you know age-wise you've got years and years of of whatever you want ahead of you actually it's good it's good to remind me of that because uh sometimes i i I feel impatient and i have all these things i want to do and i want to do them all now Mm -hmm. and that's not necessarily the best idea i have to find also balance with my life and and to not um overspend you know uh in these moments well tell me tell us quickly what is coming up i mean there's the Mm. three years uh coming up with netherlands dance theater where you'll be creating if i understand correctly one piece a year yep that's right yeah, um, so my next work for them will be, I'll start it this coming November, and it will premiere in April, and it's with full orchestra, so this will be my first time dealing with an orchestra since the piece I made at Alberta Ballet wow. in 93, 94, um, so I haven't chosen a piece of music yet, but I'm that'll be one of my Do you think you'll tasks. go to the library and spin? Yeah, I'll spin around to <laughs> the library, yeah. That would be a good thing to revisit. <laughs> yeah, um, so that, that piece will, will go up in April. And then before that, though, I, I have a tour of Lost Action. We're going to Sadler's Wells. Oh, brilliant. In September, which I'm excited about. That's a big deal for the company, as is uh, Jacob's Pillow in August. Two very prestigious yeah, presenters. Yeah, I'm really excited Absolutely. about that. And um, we also have a, another tour in the States. And then I go back to Kulberg, back to Stockholm, remount Matter of a Maker, uh, remount X Spectacle, and then to NDT to work on the new piece. Um, then Dark Matters has a tour, January, February, March. Including uh, its Vancouver premiere. That's right. the Cultural Olympics. Yes. Which is very exciting. Yes, very exciting. And as I told you when I saw the piece, I was I swore to myself I was not going anywhere near Vancouver oh. during the Olympics, but after seeing Dark Matters, I think I might have to rethink that oh. because I'm desperate to see it again. You could see it in Edmonton. Yes, I could. That might be easier. I might yeah. be able to get a hotel room a little yeah, bit exactly. more easily. Otherwise, I'll be <laughs> sleeping in your garden. That's right. You're oh. welcome. We have, a, we have a tent. Oh, good. You perfect. Can stay there. Perfect. But that's like. a big, big deal for you. Big premiere during the yeah. Cultural Olympics. That's yeah. excellent. Yeah, that'll be there. that'll be exciting to bring the work home to Vancouver, mm-hmm. and uh, and then beyond and Victoria, of course, and Victoria, yeah, yes. yes, actually home, home, yes. Um, so it goes, yeah, it kind of goes on from there. Uh, hopefully, just continuing to tour the the work that I've made uh, for Kid Pivot, and then starting to create new work as well. Um, that's a longer term project, and uh, I have another commission for Cedar Lake Contemporary Ballet in New York. Um, that's also kind of a longer term plan. So things are 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 becoming more reasonable in terms of pace. In the, the National coming. Ballet will remount your work. I'm sure you'll yeah. go in and try and fix that. Look at that. Yeah, when I, when there's some stuff in there, I'd like to fix, change, 
rework, develop, however you want to call it. Um, but yeah, I'm happy to, to, to revisit that piece. That was a that was a fun one. There must be a lot of people knocking at your door, and I'm sure that'll get even more and more busy. I mean, it'll probably come in waves, but mm-hmm. I'm sure it'll get even more and more busy as as you go along. You're going to have to make more and more choices, I would imagine. I think I'm I'm getting better at knowing what I can handle. I think if this last year was any indication, I need to be a little more careful about how much I take on in any given year. <laughs> um, do you ever get any time to just, you know, walk on the beach? Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, and what do you do when you're not talking or thinking or creating dance? We need a new roof on our house. <laughs> so probably be helping out with that, hauling shingles from <laughs> the backyard to the driveway. Stuff like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I love, I mean, hanging out in Vancouver, it's a beautiful place to live, and being with my family in Victoria, um, those are the kinds of things I love to do. Do you get to just listen to music on your iPod that's not Owen Belton or Shostakovich? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are you a secret sort of fan of some rapper or something? <laughs> I'm a fan of music in general. Yeah. Yeah. But actually, you know what, it's funny you should mention it, because I actually do have to choose this this new um, piece for the for Netherlands Dance Theatre. Um, I have a deadline at the end of, of July, so I will be spinning in the library with my figure out, trying to figure out what that's going to be. But that's such a pleasure, right? Like, I mean, what's what's not to like about listening to music? Um, you know, I, I wish I could get a video camera and follow you around. I think I'm going to have to get a crew <laughs> to do that because I think that would just be, be brilliant. No one's made a documentary about you yet, oh, have they? Uh, um, well... There was Roberto de Rosier and his Freedom Project. Uh-huh, that right. was fun. That was nice meeting him. Wow. Do you remember Blue Snake? Absolutely. Do you remember that PC made for that? I was thinking about him a lot when uh, I was in the National. My sister and I were talking about that last night, really? actually. Really? Yes, we were. It's like, you know, just having made this piece for the National, he was really in, in my mind because, uh, man, he was, he was brave walking he in was. there. And he was so ambitious and um, so, so full of ideas. And and, uh, and they, they ran with it. They they. I mean, as far as I can tell, they, they really ran with it for him. Um, Did you ever see that piece live? No, but I saw the documentary. <laughs> yeah, it was incredible. And that's really stuck with me all yeah, these years. It was incredible. And then, of course, it ended up being uh, part of that movie, right? Um, oh, what was that movie? Con- uh, not Contact. Um, you know, when, when he goes in... Oh, my gosh. Now I'm going to forget. Yeah. There's a Canadian actress who performed in this movie about dance. It was okay. a, a fictional Hollywood movie oh. about dance. And Robert de Rossier goes in and is the choreographer making work for the company in its bits mm. and pieces of Blue Snake. I, I thought that was so great that that sort of got recast several years later. I mean, it's, it's amazing we're still talking about that now, all these years later. And... I have to say, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that we were able to see it. Like, we were all, all of us were able to see it on TV. Yes. And we were able to have access to that. We don't have access to a lot of what goes on in dance. That's very true. It's, um, it's important. Well, maybe I'll have to work on that, uh, Mm. on that film crew. Yeah. See if we can follow you around and, and make sure that. Watch the me haul is... shingles from my. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, we could do that too. I mean, I'm sure that would be that would be extremely entertaining. Yeah, right. But I'm I'm more curious about the spinning around in the library. Mm. 
Yeah. But it's good to know you do get some downtime because yeah, you are absolutely. one busy woman. You too, though. And, you should uh, be. Uh, you? Oh, I get downtime. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Sure. But, you know, I've got, uh, I'm on the soccer field and uh, nice. in the hockey arena. Nice. That's a completely different kind of downtime. Oh, fantastic. That's kid driven. And, and yeah. I, I, I expect one day to have to be hauling a few shingles for our roof uh, as well. I probably don't do it as well as you do, though. Because <laughs> I don't know, you know, if people who are listening know that oh. you'd like, you make the costumes for, all, for a lot of your pieces. Okay, and I don't you... physically actually make them with a sewing I machine. <laughs> well, I love telling <laughs> people that you made. Tony Ritzy's snowman costume. Oh, I did. Costume. It's true. I did make the snowman costume. I no, thought I do. about that. I just saw Tony performing in Jan Faber's piece in Montreal. Yeah. Oh, you did? And uh, I thought very oh, much about the snowman The snowman. Piece. Well, I am crafty. I do love You're to work with my hands. You're extremely crafty. <laughs> I get that from my family. Work with your hands, yeah. work with your body, work mm-hmm. with your heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope that we get to work together for, as I say, the next hundred years. Thanks, be wonderful. Thank you, Crystal. Thank you so much. I appreciate all this time. Mm, it's a pleasure. That's all for this edition of the NAC Dance Podcast. Please send us your comments and questions. You can reach us by sending an email to nacpodcasts at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Don't forget you can subscribe to this and other NAC podcasts by visiting the following website, nacpodcasts.ca. There you'll find our past episodes, subscription links, and instructions on how to subscribe. You can also easily find us as a free subscription in the podcast section of the iTunes Music Store. Just search on NAC Dance. Until next time, this is Gerald Morris saying goodbye from Canada's National Arts Centre. Get into the spirit of the holiday season. Experience an enchanted fantasy the whole family will love. Nutcracker by the world-famous Royal Winnipeg Ballet. This all-time favorite ballet returns to the National Arts Centre, featuring the famous Tchaikovsky score played live by the NAC Orchestra. Delightful sugar plum parties will also be presented in the NAC foyer before each performance. Don't miss Nutcracker at the NAC December 2nd to 6th. Tickets for evening or matinee performances at the NAC box office or Ticketmaster.